Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in her space. So my cart hit that. I almost flipped over and tumbled forward. And you can laugh down the school. Okay, good. Now I want y'all hold her laughing. I almost tumbled over and I just, and this guy was walking on the other side and he just looked at me and I just, I just looked like, well, God damn, I'm glad I didn't fall and kind of like smiled and just like kept it pushing. But I was like, Lord, thank you. So I'm so happy I didn't fall because I would have been real ugly. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. Have you ever wondered, how did I get here? I'm not as good as everyone else here. What's going to happen to me when they find out I'm not as smart as them? If you answer yes, then chances are you have experienced imposter phenomenon or imposter syndrome. This experience was initially coined to describe the experiences of white women who believe their achievements were a result of happenstance, lived in fear of being taken as a fraud, and setting sometimes unrealistic high standards of achievement. This syndrome may be more exacerbated in people of color, particularly black women, who often receive societal messages of not belonging or not being good enough. That comes to us from a research article written by Dr. Kevin Copley from the University of Texas at Austin. And that is the topic that we're going to dive in today. Imposter syndrome, or what is also in research literature known as imposter phenomenon. T, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it, Dom. Let's do it. All right, all right. So our quote of the day, as if our opening paragraph wasn't enough to really get us thinking about it, we're going to hit you even harder. At the end of the day, remember this. You are here for a reason. In this job, your business, your life, you are worthy. You are better than you think you are. You are smarter than you think you are. You know more than you give yourself credit for. Remember that. Remind yourself as often as you need to. And that comes to us from Megan Dalla-Kamini. Now, what a mouthful, Dom. That amazing paragraph, the questions you asked, and then the quote. So you already know what's coming next. What does it mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I need to catch my breath from all of that. Okay. Oh, so I'll, oh. I'll let you. Oh, you gonna throw it back? You I'm gonna, gonna throw, throw it back, back on me? Let okay. You dive into. Okay. I see what you did there. What it means <laughs> to you, girl. I feel like this is the story of my life. I never had language for it. I feel like as the older I get, I'm starting to learn more. I'm starting to read more, and it's like, oh, that's what that thing is called that I've been struggling with all my life, right? And so for me. I felt this from as for as long as I can remember. I mean, especially in, I would say, the workplace that I'm in now. When I first started working at a tech company in San Francisco with no tech background in a predominantly white space with folks that have, many folks that went to Ivy League schools. And I'm this little black girl from Philly that went to public school. I mean, I would be in meetings and I would be walking through the halls at work and I'm just like, how the fuck did I get here? Do I deserve to be here? Mm. I feel lucky to be here. Maybe they just hired me because I'm black, but it's like, really? No, like you're talented, right? And it took some time to get to that place where I could actually believe the quote that we read earlier, but I've definitely dealt with imposter syndrome. And I think depending on the environment that I'm in, sometimes it comes up and I have to figure out how to combat that. Well, you know, it was interesting as I was listening to you, one of the things that I picked up on that you said was you described yourself as this little black girl from Philly. Let's step back and really look at the adjectives that you use to describe yourself. Little girl. Mm. When I hear that, when I hear little girl, to me, that diminishes your power. And I think about how oftentimes men, particularly white men, would never think to describe themselves in that way. But by you describing yourself in that way, what I wonder is if, one, that's a way to keep you humble, but then also simultaneously not allowing you to fully see and fully embrace your womanhood. Ooh. That's good. So let me think about that for a second, because a few things came up for me when you shared that. The first is that that was really good. The first, I feel like I'm on a couch, y'all. Y'all done put the trance on me and then put me on a couch over here. So, okay. So one thing, let me tell you, I think that one thing you said that I never even thought about is saying, because I, I say that often in speeches, but there's a reason that I say it in, in those situations. And so sometimes when I go to speak to high school students or middle school students or something, I say, this little black girl from Philly went through this and that and that, and here I am today. And so in that instance, the purpose of that is to build that connection, to let them know, y'all, if this girl who looks like you, who came from where you came from, you might be a little black girl from Virginia or a little black girl from, you know, New Maryland, Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Yes, New Orleans. That might be you. And so I want you to know, like, I see you. And guess what? If you're that little black girl from that place, you can get to wherever you want to get to. That's one part of it. But I think there's another layer. And I think there is part of me that really does um, always want to remain, like, always want to remain humble and always remember where I came from. And so I think there's part of me that holds on to that as part of my identity because I still really sometimes feel like that little girl which could be, you know, preventing me from stepping in fully into certain areas of life. Um, so I'm definitely going to explore that. I can't say right at this moment that that's what that is, but I will explore that. But I know that I am very intentional in saying that to young people 
because of that purpose that I explained. Right, right. That makes perfect sense to me. So that in those instances, when Mm -hmm. it has a specific intention, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's become kind of subconsciously Mm -hmm. ingrained. And so you just automatically will say it as you describe yourself. And I think that for a lot of us, we may, particularly women, we may describe ourselves in ways that unintentionally diminish our power. And when we're unintentionally diminishing our power, that feeds into this feelings, the feelings of we don't belong here. Mm. Because think about it from this perspective. If you're working at this tech company and you're walking around and you're looking at everyone else, does a little 10-year-old girl belong in the workplace? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. And so if that's how you view yourself, then no, you're not going to feel like you belong. No, you're not going to feel like you're competent. And then it ends up reflecting in your work. Because you're, you're constantly questioning yourself. And so you're not putting your best foot forward. I'm going to, so what I'm going to do, I appreciate you bringing that up too. So what one thing I'm going to do based on the conversation that we had right now is when I do use that term, because it's part of like that, that term is definitely a term of endearment for that one purpose, but mm-hmm. making sure that when I am not in that space and I'm not on the stage talking to students that I'm not using that and clinging to that identity in the workplace. And so what you've challenged me to do right now is when I'm at work, when I'm walking through the halls, when I'm in these spaces that I am moving through, when I'm not around a lot of people who look like me, because I feel like in those spaces in particular that's when imposter syndrome comes up a lot I mean I went to Afrotech last year and it was black excellence everywhere and I didn't I mean I was so happy to be there it wasn't I mean brilliant black people just everywhere and I didn't feel that at all and so I think it comes up for me in spaces where people don't look like me and I think that's a common experience for so many of us do I belong here that that's a frequent question Mm -hmm. do I really belong here and maybe I got here by luck. Mm, I'm just the quota or right. I'm just in, or exactly. Mm. They needed they needed a charity case, and so it happened to be me. Seriously, I definitely had those thoughts before. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Mm-hmm. Let's step back and let's be realistic about who we are, right? Realistically speaking, you would not be at that job if you were not qualified. Exactly. I guarantee that even if, let's just let's just say that you got in by chance, right? There is no way that you would be able to keep that job mm-hmm. if you weren't qualified enough to be there. No way. It wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Your lack of skill would eventually show itself. So when you step back and you look at it realistically and you see that, hey, wait, hold on. Let me look at the job description. Mm -hmm. And when I look at 
the job description and I see all those bullet points that they're looking for and I see that not only do I meet the minimum qualifications, but I also check off the preferred qualifications. That's visual evidence that, yes, I belong in this space. And I think sometimes we need to do that because I know for me, for the longest time, I kept this accomplishments book. When I was first starting off in my career, I would have these recommendation letters, these you know letters from friends or just things that validated me and my being when I didn't have any like, I want to say, quote unquote, real accomplishments or real like professional credentials under my belt. I used this accomplishments book to boost my confidence when I was feeling low or when I was struggling with imposter syndrome, I would go to the binder and look through it and say, okay, one, these people said some great things about me and my work experience and, the, you know, what I brought to the team, or I got this award for, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. And so I think something like that could be a really great way to combat that if you are struggling with that, is to kind of keep a record of your accomplishments so that when that voice in your head does say, oh, you're this little blank from blank, you know, whatever that might be, mm -hmm. you can see that you have a track record, boo. So... Right. Visual evidence yes. of all mm -hmm. your amazingness. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know if that's a word. I think so. It sounds good. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. Your magic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, and I realize as I'm sitting here that no matter what level you get to, there may be that experience of imposter phenomenon. I remember I was talking with um, a group of college students and, you know, they were talking about their experience with imposter phenomenon. And I had to step back and like, think about my own life. And even though like I have these degrees and I have a good job and I'm glad, you know, I'm happy to be where I am in my career and know that I have like certain goals, there still are moments where even though I might be perceived as the expert in the room, where I still step back and have to ask myself, like, wait, you're the expert in the room? Mm -hmm. Hold on. Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. And having to kind of check myself, like, in the moment, checking myself of, yes, yes, you are the expert in the room right now. And that is okay. You earned this. Yes. You worked hard to get here. By no means does it signal that you're perfect or that there aren't other people who are ahead of you. There aren't other goals that you need to accomplish. It just means that right now in this moment, you are where you're supposed to be doing the job that you're intended to do. And so like I have to kind of like remind myself of those things every now and then. And so I think I guarantee you that if we were to like put Beyonce in here right now and like ask her or even Oprah, have Oprah in here right now and ask them, do you ever experience imposter phenomenon? I guarantee you they will say that Every now and then, they probably do have those moments of wondering, like, how did I really get here? Do I really belong here in this space? And you just got to remind yourself that, yes, you do.
That's right. You do belong here. And I think that there are several ways that you can, or yeah, several ways that you can sort of get your mind right when you are having those thoughts. Because I think if we were honest, a lot, like most people do have them. I remember one of my colleagues did a presentation at our job about this. And there was this beautiful image, so hilarious. And it was literally like a work environment, people walking around and everybody had this little bubble above their head saying, I hope no one else knows that I don't know what I'm doing right now. And it's just like, we're literally all just trying to do the best that we can and be gentle with yourself, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others. And like you said, sometimes you got to check yourself in the moment and say, hold up self, you earned, you earned this, you deserve to be here and you know your stuff. And guess what? The other thing I've learned is that, yo, don't take yourself too seriously. I used to take myself very seriously because I felt like I had something to prove. And now I make mistakes all the time. I learned to laugh at myself. Oh, let me tell you the story. Now, this is totally not related to imposter syndrome or what we're talking about, but it talks. It, it speaks to it speaks to laughing at yourself. So I was walking down the street recently with my grocery cart, right? You know, the uh-huh. little grocery carts, getting groceries. I don't know what happened, but I'm walking and my cart. You know how you have those little like elevations in the cement. Mm-hmm. So my, my cart hit that. I almost flipped over and tumbled forward. And you can laugh down the school. Okay, good. Now I want y'all hold her laughing. I almost tumbled over and I just, and this guy was walking on the other side and he just looked at me and I just, I just looked like, well, God damn, I'm glad I didn't fall and kind of like smiled and just like kept it pushing. But I was like, Lord, thank you. So I'm so happy I didn't fall because I would have been real ugly. Uh, but it happens and I laughed it off and kept it pushing instead of like, you know, getting super pissed off or oh my god so embarrassed I mean it is what it is it happens so I think we can use that same lesson when it comes to day to day so if you are in a situation where like you're on a panel or you're doing an interview and you make a mistake or you forget something I mess up big words all the time like I like to embrace that and let people know it's okay it doesn't take away from who you are as a professional I I agree and I think that what that goes to is one of our uh, lessons in terms of conquering imposter phenomenon is reframing your thinking right and so like in those moments where like you make a mistake and I know that I could like this idea of laughing at yourself like that's something that I know I need to get better at of just like not taking myself so seriously or not expecting so much of myself Mm -hmm. that like when something little happens that it is okay to kind of laugh it off and keep it moving you know acknowledge that hey that was a little bit of a mistake but I yeah, I didn't use the correct English or I didn't use the, the right word or maybe I I don't know, whatever ten million mistakes I tend to make in a day. Um, let me just at least laugh at laugh at it and move on to the next thing, you know? One of the other tips that we have is recognizing that what you're feeling is normal. And we kind of touched on that a little bit of just saying that we all will go through it at some point in life because the thing is is that particularly as black women we have been conditioned to to know that we have to go above and beyond oh all the time all the time (laughs) all the time and we also know we also have lived experiences where the things that we have done that we know were top notch were looked over and had and 
what was accepted and said was some half-ass shit from somebody else, right? And you being real friendly with what you're saying, but I, I'm reading between the lines. Right, yes. right? Okay. And yes. so we have to be able to recognize that like, what we're feeling is normal. Mm-hmm. That unfortunately, you know, there are times when we are looked over and there are times when we may miss out on something but it's not about us. It is, I, I can almost guarantee you that it's not about us. And if you are concerned that it is about you, then that's when we step back and we are realistic about what our strengths and our weaknesses are. So go back to that visualization that we talked about. Look at what you know your strengths are. Write them down. Write down what your areas of weaknesses are and figure out what you can do to address those weaknesses, if anything at all. Because the one thing that we often like don't pay attention to is that some things might not be meant for us. There may be something that is a weakness for you and that is okay. Mm. I know for myself, Statistics, I, math, that is not my area of strength. Ditto. I just, I just can't. Yes. I was having a conversation with a coworker and we were trying to figure out some numbers. I had to pull out my phone and pull out the calculator. And she was able to like do the calculations in her head real quick. And I was looking at her Girl. like, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> but I know that that's not my area. Math ain't my thing. And so you figure out and be realistic with yourself about what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. And if you need help with that, because I know sometimes for me, I had a very hard time, especially if you're hard on yourself. And, and I know Dom and I both went through this in our journey where we've like super hard on yourself and you're like, compliment myself or find a strength. I don't know. I, I may not have one, right? Ask your support system. Ask the people around you. Ask your, your, you know, your, your family, your friends. Email like five or 10 people or text them and see what they say when you say, hey, what are my strengths and areas for improvement? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because you know how it is when we have to do it ourselves. It's like, I I can't think of nothing. I only got a list of weaknesses. It's like, come on now. You got some strengths over there, okay? And support (laughs) systems. Like, I mean, I'm just just on it. (laughs) We are on it tonight. That, That support system is so important because like you said, I think that's a great idea about soliciting feedback from your support system because they know you best and they are going to be willing to give you that honest feedback that you need and they they are definitely your reality checks yes definitely they may see things that you may not see yourself i did want to move on to this other one that i think is really important for us and that's going to be change the narrative what's the story that you're telling yourself and it kind of goes back to what you said earlier but i really want to like drive that home as a point because when you think about our life right our life what's happening around us is really a sum total of what we're telling ourselves in our mind so if you're telling yourself i can't do it i'm not worthy of love i'm never gonna make it i just it's just not gonna happen guess what that is literally the world that you are you're putting that energy out into the world and that's what's coming back to you so instead of that maybe you can speak it into existence even if you don't feel it 
I feel great. I'm smart. I'm brilliant. I got this. Whatever it might be. I remember for years when I was struggling with very low self-esteem, I would be in the mirror. I would say affirmations in the morning and I would say stuff to myself. And I, I was just like, why are you lying to yourself like this? Like I would say all this positive stuff. And I'm like, girl, you do not feel that way. But I kept saying it because I'm like, I'm going to manifest this in my life. You've got to. And I think, you know, as you were saying that, as soon as you started saying positive affirmations, like what immediately came up for me is uh, if anybody ever watched uh, Being Mary Jane and remember she had like the post-it and the sticky notes on her mirror. And I remember at one point I did that too. Mm -hmm. And I even went and got little heart-shaped post-its so yeah. that like they would like represent, really represent like self-love for yes. me. And so like I just put all those little sticky notes. I had like at least 10 different sticky notes in my bathroom mirror and each one had something different that was a positive about myself. And I would look at it every time I was in the bathroom. Like, you have no choice but to look up and look at it. And like you said, like just manifesting that positive energy and saying those things to myself over and over again like really made me like really start to pay attention like, yeah, girl, you got it. Like, these are the things that you know you do well. And really, really giving yourself that time and that space to celebrate yourself, right? Yes, we do not celebrate ourselves enough. And I think it's so important when we reach those little milestones, take a moment out of your life and celebrate you. Go get you a some ice cream, a hot chocolate, or a healthy, I mean, if a healthy meal is a celebration to you, I feel like nowadays it is for me, but it's cool. Healthy meal, go, um, you know, go out with friends, do something that's going to make you feel good and celebrate yourself because that way you'll motivate yourself to want to do it again so that you can celebrate yourself again. So I think it's really important to celebrate your progress and give yourself the credit that you deserve because we don't do it enough. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, as we are really trying to make sure that we combat this imposter phenomenon, it really is stepping into who you are, owning who you are, and know that if you have a good support system around you, if you realistically look assess your strengths and weaknesses, you're doing action, you are really taking steps to address what your weaknesses are and you focused on like changing your narrative, reframing your thinking. Know that you are on the right path and one of my favorite phrases, trust the process. Know that things are happening in the way that they are supposed to. So if you got into that college. You got that scholarship. You got that internship. You got into graduate school. You got into this amazing fellowship. You got this amazing job where you're the only person who looks like you. Know that you are where you are supposed to be because you are amazing. You are amazing. And also remember, people are not out here giving out opportunities for advancement just because like you literally you got this for a reason. And so always remember that, like no one's out here giving out freebies because they feel bad for you or they're giving out these charity cases. No, you are qualified 
you are worthy and you better walk in that. Yes, own that shit. Own that shit. And as we wrap up, one of the things that I want to do is I want to read our quote of the day again because I really think that the message in that quote we need to honor that. We need to really soak it up and take it in. So I'm going to end us with this quote. At the end of the day, remember this. You are here for a reason. In this job, your business, your life, you are worthy. You are better than you think you are. You are smarter than you think you are. You know more than you give yourself credit for. Remember that. Remind yourself as often as you need to. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am not defined by where I come from or what happened to me. I get to create my own destiny. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, ladies.